Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, January 5th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Gold prices hit a three and a half month high this week and are on track for the fourth straight weekly gain. As I record this podcast, gold is at 13.1830, silver is trading at 17.27, and the silver-gold ratio stands at 76.53. Gold is getting a boost by continuing weakness in the dollar. The dollar index against a basket of six major currencies is poised for a loss of about 0.2% this week. Earlier this week, it probed a three-month low of 91.75. In other precious metals news, palladium hit a record high of $1,105.70 on Thursday. The price jumped 56% last year on fears of a shortage fueled by Chinese car sales growth, tightening emission controls, and a swing away from diesel cars in Europe. Asset bubbles continue to inflate. The Dow Jones broke through the 25,000 mark this week. And with all of the focus on stocks, the increase in housing prices has flown under the radar. But there's every indication that the Federal Reserve has also managed to reflate the housing bubble. The Case-Shiller National Home Price Index surged past its pre-recession levels in 2017. As far as stocks go, there just seems to be no end in sight to the unbridled optimism. I have a feeling when the bubble pops, it's going to be with a big bang and nobody's going to be ready for it. The Federal Reserve released its December FOMC meeting minutes this week, and the tone was decidedly more hawkish, leading most analysts to believe interest rate hikes and quantitative tightening will remain on track in the coming year. As Bloomberg reported, officials in December debated the risk to U.S. economic outlook with some concern about low inflation and others pointing to robust growth that was about to get a further boost from tax cuts. I've talked a lot about the tax cuts on this podcast. Everybody is bullish about economic growth these things are going to generate. But it's just not going to happen, not without some corresponding decrease in the size and scope of government, and that's not happening. But the mainstream is banking on growth, central bankers included. As Peter Schiff said in his latest podcast, these people are ignoring the structural problems in the economy. The reality is we are in a worse economic condition now. This is a bigger bubble. There are more structural problems underlying the economy than there were in 2006. The Fed is also apparently worried about inflation. Well, what they perceive to be the lack of inflation. But again, there are a lot of signs they seem to be missing. Take oil, for instance. The price has pushed above the $60 per barrel mark, the highest level in two years. Of course, when the price of oil rises, it reverberates throughout the economy. It's like a gigantic tax hike for consumers. But the Fed is still worried prices aren't going up fast enough and that inflation won't hit the mystical 2% goal. As Peter said, they're going to hit that out of the park. They're going to be looking at 2% in the rearview mirror, in the distant rearview mirror. That's going to be the big story. They're going to way overshoot, and they're not going to be able to do anything about it. Peter has been saying for years that the next crisis is going to be a currency crisis. I think he's right. He reiterated this on his podcast. He said, quote, it's a dollar crisis. That is the only place we are headed. In fact, 
This is the exact crisis that I have been forecasting since the very beginning, because it is a byproduct of the monetary mistakes that I knew the Federal Reserve was going to make in the aftermath of the 08 financial crisis, to reflate or attempt to reflate the stock market bubbles and the housing bubbles that they had created but that had popped, end quote. The central bankers have certainly succeeded in their efforts to reflate the bubbles over the last eight years. In fact, they've inflated the mother of all bubbles, and when the air comes out, or in order to prevent the air from coming out, they'll have to crash the dollar. And that brings us back to inflation. Peter said, quote, Rising commodity prices, a falling dollar, that is an inflation story. It is not a growth story. As consumer optimism is met with reality, the growth is not going to be there, but the inflation will. That's not what people expect. It's the opposite of what people expect. In other news, gold imports into India surged in 2017 as demand rebounded. According to GFMS, imports of the yellow metal into India increased 67% as jewelers replenished inventory and retail demand rebounded. The table seems to be set for continued strong gold demand in India as we move into 2018. Last month, World Gold Council Chief Market Strategist John Reed said he expects gold to shine in 2018, and one of the main reasons will be rising income growth in India. According to the 2018 World Economic League table, India will leapfrog France and England in 2018 to become the world's fifth largest economy in dollar terms. There was some interesting news on the international front this week. Just one day after President Trump blasted Pakistan on Twitter, the country's central bank announced it was abandoning the dollar and replacing it with the yuan for bilateral trade with China. This is yet another sign of global de-dollarization. Trump put pressure on Pakistan in a tweet criticizing the country's anti-terrorism record, but the U.S. simply doesn't have the leverage it once did. Pakistan can turn to the Chinese, who have been making a concerted effort to cozy up to the South Asian nation. As CNBC pointed out, China has heavily invested in Pakistan. Islamabad is home to one of Beijing's central infrastructure schemes, a collection of land and sea projects known as the China-Pakistan Economic Corridor, with a price tag of nearly $60 billion. All of this takes place in a broader context. China has pushed hard, along with Russia, to dethrone the dollar. Gold is a big part of that plan, with gold-backed, yuan-based oil contracts making up just one piece of this puzzle. More broadly, Russia and China are reportedly moving closer to developing a gold-based trading system. The United States uses the dollar as a weapon to keep other countries in line, but it's becoming a less and less effective strategy as other nations find ways to minimize their dependence on the greenback. With China, Russia, and other countries working toward freeing themselves from reliance on the international dollar system and developing viable alternatives, American threats become increasingly empty. Lost in the shadow of gold and cryptocurrency, silver quietly gained over 6% in 2017. Even so, the white metal was considered an underperformer. Gold was up better than 12% on the year. But with silver languishing a bit behind gold, there are strong indications that 2018 could prove to be a big year for the white metal. The silver-gold ratio is still historically high. This means silver is undervalued compared to gold. Currently, the silver-gold ratio stands over 76 to 1. This means you can buy 76 ounces of silver with 1 ounce of gold. The modern average over the last century has been around 40 to 1. This is silver on sale. 
A number of mainstream investment firms are bullish on silver for 2018, including Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, and the Bank of Nova Scotia. It's all about fundamental dynamics. There is increasing demand and decreasing silver supply. The move toward clean energy will likely be a boom to silver. China in particular continues to rapidly increase solar energy production. In its 13th five-year plan, Beijing aims to triple its solar capacity by 2020. Last year ranked as the strongest on record for solar-related silver demand. Silver demand is also on the rebound in India. We tend to think of India as a gold country, but Indians have a cultural affinity for silver as well. The country is one of the leading sources of world silver demand. This boost in demand comes during a period of tightening silver supply. As I reported in November, two-thirds of the top silver miners suffered significant production decreases in 2017, according to information released by World Metal Statistics. With the silver-gold ratio at such a high level and basic supply and demand dynamics pointing toward increasing prices in the future, this is a good time to take advantage of silver at what could be the lowest prices we'll see all year. For more information, talk to a Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialist today. Just call 1-888-GOLD-160. That's 1-888-465-3160. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more, and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap at iTunes for free. There's a link on our show notes page. Thanks for listening to the show, and I'll talk to you again next week. 